Welcome to the Harvest House Church Sermon of the Week podcast. Our vision is to empower each person to know God, experience freedom, and discover their purpose to make a difference. Enjoy the message from this past Sunday. Good morning, church. It is Pentecost Sunday. Let's jump right in. I want to get going. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for the beauty of today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your infilling. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here among us. You're with us. And we're inviting you to come in power this morning on Pentecost Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I wanna talk to you about the Holy Spirit. I wanna dedicate this time to talking about Holy Spirit And for a long time in the church, the person and work of the Holy Spirit has really been ignored or overlooked. And this morning, I just wanna bring, I wanna highlight the Holy Spirit because he's so worthy, so worth it. And uh, let's just, let's hear what Jesus had to say about Holy Spirit. And if we go to John 14, I'm gonna have a lot of scriptures. So if you wanna write them down, you can, but... In John 14, verse 16, it says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. That word helper there in the Greek literally means one called alongside to help, comfort, advocate, intercessor. And it says that he may be with you forever. That's a good promise. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you, you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. See, it was in the heart of the Father that the Holy Spirit would come and dwell inside of us. And that's what Jesus was saying. He was going to leave us another helper, which is the Holy Spirit. And I love this verse in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, it says, don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Like this shell, our body, the spirit of the living God, when we're born again, when we invite Jesus into our lives, the Holy Spirit becomes living inside of us. Who is the Holy Spirit? I like to think Holy Spirit is not a ghost but a person. He he dwells inside of us. He has all the characteristics of personhood. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, three in one. And I I want to describe him as he's so personable. He's with us. He's always with us. Jesus just said he'll be with you forever. And here's some ways that I like to think about the Holy Spirit. Here's some scriptures. Things to know about the Holy Spirit. He thinks in Acts 15, verse 28, for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. He's real. He speaks, Acts 1, 16, brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit foretold by the mouth of David. The Holy Spirit's been speaking since the beginning. I love Luke 12, 12. Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what to say. 
The Holy Spirit has a voice and he speaks. He speaks to us in our inner being. He speaks to us so that we can hear his voice. He leads in Romans 8, 14. I love this. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. He grieves. Ephesians 4, 30. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not quench the Holy Spirit of God, 1 Thessalonians 5, 19. And then there's also a fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So Holy Spirit deposits seeds of fruit in us and they begin to grow inside of us. He helps us, he helps us grow. He helps us grow in love. I wanna just highlight that first fruit, which is love. You know, it says God is love. And the fruit of love, they'll know us. The world will know us by our love. And I think this is so important that we allow the Holy Spirit to produce this fruit of love inside of us. And not only is it the Spirit love, but it says kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness. I know I need these things. So I'm asking Holy Spirit, as we talk about Holy Spirit this morning, that he's going to increase the fruit inside of all of us. What is the Holy Spirit like? Well, the Holy Spirit's been around since the beginning. In Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So the Spirit of God was there at creation. The earth was formless and void and it said the spirit of God was moving, hovering over the waters. So Holy Spirit was there at creation. He was there at Jesus' birth. He was there at Jesus' resurrection. He was there at Pentecost. And yes, he was even there at, at Genesis 2, 7 when God formed man out of the dust of the earth and then he breathed life into his being and he became a living being. Holy Spirit's been there. Holy Spirit's the creative spirit. And when his presence comes, things change. I've always said this since I've been in youth ministry, but if you can get a kid in the presence of God, it'll change him forever. And I still believe that today, that God's presence is so real. He changes us by being in his presence. Now in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, the spirit of God came upon people for, for particular tasks and things. And Bezalel, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but if you go to Exodus 31, one through five, it says the spirit filled him with wisdom and understanding and knowledge to be an amazing craftsman, to work with gold, silver, precious stones. God anointed him by the Holy Spirit for that task. Gideon, Gideon was the, the weak, his clan was the weakest. He said, I'm the youngest in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, I will come upon you. And when I do, you will lead Israel. So the Holy Spirit came upon him in Judges 6. If you look at Judges 15, there was a time when Samson was bound with ropes 
And it said the Holy Spirit came upon Samson and he just snapped him. And then he took the jawbone of a donkey and killed a thousand men. You're talking about power? That was Holy Spirit power came upon him for that task at that moment. And he's still doing that today. The Holy Spirit came upon Saul, the first king of Israel. And it says, then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you mightily in 1 Samuel 10, 6, and you shall prophesy with them and be changed into another man. Wow. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he can change you into something new, something fresh. King David was anointed in 1 Samuel 16. Then Samuel took the horn of oil, anointed him, which is David, in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. And we know about David. He did tremendous exploits for the Lord. The Holy Spirit was promised by the Father and he wanted a new covenant. He wanted a new new heart and he spoke about it in Ezekiel 36, 26. He says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you and remove the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. In Joel 2, 28 and 29, it says, it will come about after this that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. That was the that was the prophecy that happened in Acts chapter two. And it's so real today. The spirit of God is moving. Winds of revival are all around us. I believe that the Lord is setting us up for revival. Daryl prayed the verse about the Lord heal our land. You know what will heal our land? Revival. If revival comes and when revival comes, revival is going to heal our land. Melissa Helster's been singing this song, Revival in the Air, and I've been eating it up. I love it. I love it. There's a, there's a whole album named after that song. I encourage you to go and listen to the, the, the entire album from Bethel. It's amazing. Now, these prophecies about the Holy Spirit began to increase about 300 years later when the coming of Jesus, he, he began to bring forth the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. In just one chapter, if you look at Luke chapter one, the Holy Spirit filled four different people in one chapter. Luke 1.15, this is John the Baptist. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. 135. This is Mary. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And here's Elizabeth in verse 41. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled 
with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist's dad in verse 60, I think it's 67, his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. See, when the Holy Spirit comes on people, he releases gifts, he releases anointings and things shift and things happen just like it did at Pentecost in Acts chapter two. I encourage you today to go and read Acts chapter one and two, it's amazing. Now, John the Baptist links the Holy Spirit with Jesus and he says in Luke 3, 16 and also Matthew 3, 11, he says, as for me, I baptize you with water, but one is coming who is mightier than I. And he says this about Jesus, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And that's what happened in Acts 2. The wind came in, the Holy Spirit came in like a rushing wind and tongues of fire rested on the people there that day. And they began to speak in other languages and other tongues, tongues of fire. I don't know about you, but I want the baptism of fire. I wanna have the passion and love of God burning inside of me. Now, Jesus received power through the Holy Spirit at baptism in Luke 3, 22, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove and a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Dee talked about this last week in Luke 4, 1. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led around by the Spirit in the wilderness. Now, the Holy Spirit was there leading Jesus. And in Luke 4, 14, and Jesus returned. This is the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through all the surrounding district. I want, to, I want you to understand something. Jesus was fully man and fully God. But you know what he did? He submitted to his Father and every work that he did, he did it in the power of the Holy Spirit. The same for us. When we're filled with the Spirit, we are supposed to be releasing the kingdom everywhere we go. And Jesus did this. And then in verse 18, Jesus found the scripture. He unrolled the scrolls and he found the place where it was written in Isaiah 61, one and two. And he said this about himself. This was the prophecy in Isaiah 61 about Jesus. And then he read it and declared it about himself. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release of the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to set those who are oppressed free. Do you know where the spirit of the Lord is? There's freedom. And where Jesus is and where Jesus was, he brought freedom because the spirit of the Lord was upon him. And today, you know what? The spirit of the Lord is upon you and I, those that have accepted Jesus. And it's important that we believe this for us, that the spirit is upon us and has enabled us to do great things. Now, Jesus talks about the Spirit in John 7. 
He says, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, he said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, streams of living water will flow from within you. He was talking about the spirit, the Holy Spirit being like a river, the river coming in and the river flowing out. The Holy Spirit is powerful like a river and he's powerful inside of us if we release him to the world. Jesus describes the Holy Spirit and he says, I must go away. It's better, listen to this, I love this. John 16, seven and eight and 13 and 15. But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. It's better that I go away. Can you imagine that, y'all? Do you know how good it was when Jesus was here on the earth? For Jesus to say, it's better that I leave and I'm, I'm gonna leave you the Holy Spirit. It says that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Verse 13, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Can I ask you a question this morning? Where are you getting your truth from? It says right here that he's leaving us the helper, the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth wants to help us Jesus said it in 18, John 18, he said, the reason I came to this earth was to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Are we listening to Jesus? Can I just tell you something? You're not gonna get truth if you consume CNN all day long. You're not gonna get the full truth if you consume Facebook all day long. Instagram, yes, there's some great things in there, but don't consume it. Be consumed by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. Let the Holy Spirit consume you with the truth. When you want truth, are you going to Google? What do you, where do you go when you wanna get truth? I wanna encourage you to get quiet for just a few minutes. Listen for the Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to bring truth to us if we'll listen. Do you realize something? We are not citizens of this place. We're citizens of heaven. If I'm linked to heaven, then I'm only passing through this place. This place is so temporary. It says we're like a vapor. We're here one minute and gone the next. So, I'm saying to you, let's invest in eternity. Let's look through the world we're looking through, through the lens of eternity, through the eyes of God. Like pray that my eyes, the, the, the eyes of my heart would be open. I pray that a spirit of wisdom and revelation will come upon us so that we'll know him better. I wanna try to end with this. I'm not gonna get to my whole, the whole thing, but you know, I believe today we're gonna honor the Holy Spirit and something that the early disciples did. 
They took Jesus at his word. And in Acts chapter one, Jesus told them this. He commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Father had promised, what the Father had promised, which was the Holy Spirit. And that's what we just read about in John 16. They waited and said they went to an upper room and they waited. Now they weren't waiting there playing Xbox. They weren't there chilling. It says, these with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer. Man, they were in it. They were in it for prayer. You know something cool? It says about 120 people were there praying that day. You know something? I think God is setting us up for something. We set these chairs up and we spaced them out six. We did all the social distancing. Do you know how many chairs are in this room? 120 chairs are in this room. And I believe the Lord is setting us up for a Holy Spirit encounter. Now, what happened at Pentecost? Something, the the disciples received something, the people there received something. It says in verse four, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues or other languages. I wanna wanna encourage you, the Holy Spirit is still alive today. I was in a meeting once. This is a true story. We were in worship. And as we were worshiping, everyone stopped singing and the piano just kept playing. And this woman, she spoke in another language she had never spoken in before. And there just so happened to be there that day, a a man from Israel. And after she finished, he said, this woman has just spoken in perfect Hebrew. And he released a word that just touched our hearts. That's how God is. He is wanting by His Spirit today, His Holy Spirit to touch us, to counsel us, to lead us and to guide us. Now the Holy Spirit came upon people on that day and they were filled with a new boldness like they had never had before. They were filled with a new passion and a new love. They were filled with a power they had never felt before. And in Acts 1.8, it says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And the Lord is wanting to empower us to be all that the church was supposed to be just like on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter two. I wish I had a lot more time, but I wanna leave you with a verse today from Acts chapter two. And as I do, the the Lord spoke this to me really clearly. You know how the Lord will ask you a question and then he'll give you the answer. He was like, courage, what is your new norm going to be? And I waited and I thought, and he said, your new norm is going to be the book of Acts. The way they did it in Acts is the way you're going to live your life now. The new norm is Acts. And Acts was the Acts of the apostles, but more than that, it was the Acts of the Holy Spirit. 
If you read the book of Acts, on every page almost, you're going to see the word Holy Spirit because he was so involved in the early church and he so wants to be involved today. So I'm encouraging you to go and read the book of Acts to see him. I love this. After Peter preached a great sermon, they didn't know what to do. And they asked him, what, what, what should we do? And he said, Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift, the Holy Spirit. Listen to this promise. This promise that was promised in Acts chapter two on the day of Pentecost is for us. The promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. And I wanna say today, the Lord God is calling us by the Holy Spirit. And can you just pray with me? Can we pray together? And just in your home today, in your heart, just say, come Holy Spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me with the fruit of the Spirit. Fill me with your gifts. Everything you want me to have, everything I was created to have, I wanna receive from you today, Holy Spirit. So fill me up. Fill this place I'm in. Fill my family, fill my job, fill my place of worship, fill our church, fill our body. Fill us today, Holy Spirit. And I'm asking that everyone listening would receive a fresh baptism in fire, in love, in the passion, in power, and the love of God, the love of the, the Father, that we'd receive this from God today. So bless your people and fill them with your Holy Spirit on Pentecost Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have an awesome, amazing day today. And don't forget to read Acts this week. find out more about our ministry, visit hhcboon.org or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Harvest House Church Boone.